KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Good Sunday evening, franchise listeners and Thunder fans. Welcome in to the Franchise Thunder Post... Oh, gosh. The Franchise Thunder First Take Postgame yeah. Show. Start off Nailed hot. it. Can never get that right. I'll get it right eventually. No one, no one truly can. Honestly, there's too many words. But welcome into our show. It is Madison Morris. I'm here with Brady Trantham. You've already heard his glorious voice. But guys, we have a full house tonight because we are joined by Connor Ayubi as well and oh. Matt Burton. What's up? What's up? What's up I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to find Connor uh, a headphone. We're going to we're 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 switch yeah. in it's during fine. the show. We're trying. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, we're going to make it happen, but uh, we're here to talk about this Thunder victorious Sunday evening because they did get another win. Another one. Another one. Two games in a Pelicans. row. Both the, against the, the draft Pelicans. positioning, though, Madison. Oh shoot! Yeah, they're supposed to be tanking. They're supposed, but New Orleans is better and better at that. Then, yeah, New Orleans did a just really like good Golden job. State. Golden State's uh, better than Oklahoma City in that respect as well. I mean, they're doing a good job doing that. So, like, truly, like, are you happy or are you upset? Are you indifferent? I have too many mixed emotions when it comes to this Thunder team right now. I don't know what to feel. I don't know what to think. Uh, however, they don't really care what we think because they decided they wanted to go out and win this game tonight, and they did. They won it 107-104 to over New Orleans in New Orleans. So good stuff coming now. They did play the Pelicans on Friday night as well. They won that game 109-104. to So two consecutive victories over the Pelicans, and now what they lead them 3-0 and in this season? Oh, yeah. Uh, just one more game then you can move on to the next series uh, it's, the clean. thunder just needed to take care of business there yeah no good stuff though. can they do it can will they do it, it? that's find out on the next question. dragon ball z <laughs> but yeah so good stuff uh good stuff coming out of new orleans this was kind of a weird game i believe new orleans doesn't have a time change do they no they are so it was a four o'clock game yep. yeah uh, that's the dumbest question I've asked all day. No, but, that's a great question. I mean, I didn't really know. I, I don't even know what New Orleans is. Is there an old Orleans? <laughs> Probably somewhere in France. Yeah. So weird But we're not going to talk about France on this show. Yeah. Weird time today. Uh, four o'clock tip for the Thunder down in New Orleans. And they started off pretty hot though, Brady. This game, they started off six, six of six shooting. That has been not something that they've struggled with recently, but it's something that Billy Donovan has taken note to, especially uh, just starting off really hot and getting their, their offense flowing as best as they can. No, I mean, for sure, because th- they've had a problem of starting off yeah. hot. Their opponents have not had a problem no. starting off hot. I mean, Indiana a few weeks ago hit their first 10 shots. Uh, Portland the other night started off 10 for 10 they ended up going 12 of 14 in that first quarter and that game was over in the first two seconds but they've had trouble starting off hot they also have trouble just mat being able to match their opponents whenever they do get hot new orleans kind of had a run in the midpoint of this game we'll get to that later but it's something that billy donovan has addressed in a lot of different ways because he's he's blatantly said this team does not have a large right. margin for error so they've got to pick spots where they are struggling everyone knows about these third quarter struggles but even like you just said, starting off games, if they can start off games a little bit hotter, it increases their margin for error. So when those third quarters mm-hmm. inevitably do happen, and at this point we should be able to say that it's inevitable that they will have a bad third quarter, even though tonight was wasn't that Quite bad. The opposite. Um, if they can do that, then they can increase their chances of winning. They mm-hmm. did that tonight. They had a what fourteen point lead in the first quarter, but 
New Orleans ended the quarter on a 12-2 run and basically closed in. Nearly controlled the rest of the game until about the final three minutes. I think that's fair to say. I would say so, yeah, because kind of what Brady was alluding to, the third quarter wasn't absolutely terrible in this game. Uh, they actually did end, I think it was 82 to 77 after the third quarter going into the fourth, which was great for them just because that was probably the first time in a while that they've actually outscored their opponent in the third quarter. They did that 26 to 22 today. So good Give for them. Give them a trophy. Yeah, being able to do that. So uh, that was that was definitely like a big change for them. Uh, but, you know, obviously the fourth quarter brought a little bit of some woes to them, I would say. No, it, again, it's the problem that this team has is that they just don't exactly have that guy. It should be Daniel Gallinari. It should be Chris Paul. In the future, everybody's excited for Shea Gildas-Alexander. But over the last eight, nine games, uh, Shea Gildas-Alexander has kind of hit a uh, young player wall. He's had a tough stretch. Tough stretch for sure. Tough stretch. Uh, first 10 games, he was scoring like 21, 22 points per game, uh, 48% field goal percentage. I mean, every all the numbers were great, indicated mm-hmm. great player. Now he's kind of hit a wall, and it makes sense. Defenses are now keying on him, whereas in the past when he was with the Clippers, no one cared to defend him. They would rather defend Lou Williams. Um, and now... 20 games into the season, I think teams know how to attack the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think that's fair to say. Shea is a big part of that from a defensive schematic standpoint for the opponent, but I'm not too worried about it. I mean, tonight, I mean, Connor, I mean, I don't know. Like, it really seemed like tonight, Chris Paul, who really showed up at the very end of the game. He was there. He was hitting those big shots. He let Shea Gilles Alexander basically play his way through just the struggle. The, the struggle. Yeah, now, exactly. Shea still hits some big shots. Mm-hmm. He hit that scoop layup late when the Pelicans could have very well pulled away to keep the Thunder at arm's length and put him in position to win. But uh, I, I like this game not just from Chris Paul's perspective, but from Shea Gilles Alexander because, like Billy said in the post game uh, Friday night after New Orleans, I like that Shea Gilles Alexander struggles, and this is what Billy said. I like that Shea's struggling because I feel like great players when they go through struggles, it brings out the best in them down the road. He's a young guy. I get what he's saying there. This is another example of that. For sure. And I mean, it's definitely a, a good thing to see that the Thunder and Billy Donovan have the trust in Shea Gildas Alexander to let him play through these issues that he's been having. You know, another t- tough night from the field for him. Uh, five of 17 from the field for only 29% tonight. But 17 shots, that still led the Thunder's team. He was definitely getting his looks. And, you know, like you said, they're definitely just game planning for him more. Uh, New Orleans looked like they were definitely swarming him whenever he was getting to the basket. He didn't have as much of an opportunity to get some of those crafty looks that he likes to get up the scoop shots and such. And they were really just trying to get everything down and uh, make sure he wasn't able to get those looks at the rim. And then his jump shot has just been a little bit off lately. And that's something that guys will go through uh, over the stretch of games. So I definitely don't think that we need to be super worried about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's not plateauing yet. He's still got plenty of room for growth, even though he's had a little bit of a downstretch. He's going to continue to be the main guy that the Thunder look for uh, over the course of games, and then hopefully he can develop into being that guy late for them, which, you know, obviously he's not quite there yet. He wasn't really capable of doing that tonight, though he did have uh, a couple big shots. But luckily, they do have some guys that are capable sometimes. Chris Paul came in big tonight. Steven Adams, uh, after starting the game off super hot, had some big finishes down low to finish it off. And then Danilo Gallinari was pretty solid throughout the game, though he's still not the takeover-the-game type guy that maybe we would hope he would be. No, I mean, so guys like Steven Adams, he like played obviously a big role in this game because he's actually able to hit free throws now, guys. I don't know if y'all are able to notice <laughs> Thank that. Thank God. Hey, big things going on with Steven right now. So he hit some free throws. He five of six five tonight. Of six. The Thunder were yeah. 20 of 24 from the free throw line, which is probably where this game was won. No, no, yeah. I agree. And so it's just, 
it's it's little things like that that are so crucial to big team wins like this because obviously it wasn't a huge win I mean it was only a three-point deficit so especially little things like that if you can clean up that end of the floor and you can make those adjustments it's going to play a big role so guys like Steven Adams who are really able to step up and uh, tie up those loose ends that he was pretty bad at at the beginning of the season sorry mm-hmm. if that's like a hot take but uh, he, just was, awful. he was bad yeah. at free one throw shooting. Yeah. One, 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 <laughs> what worst humans. What an awful guy. I know, just terrible. No, no, no. <laughs> we love he was just bad at free throw well, shooting. When we're talking about Stephen Adams, should, should, this is a perfect segue, potentially, because I don't know what you're thinking right now, Madison. Potentially a good segue into the player of the game. Let's do it. I like talking about the player of the I, game. I like getting Burton just like, oh, God, oh, oh wait, no, Burton's like, I hate you guys. I can see his tentacles back there, like, oh, no. We call him out from out of nowhere. Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. I always know it's coming during the first segment, and I always forget. <laughs> it's I don't fine. Know I don't know why. Guys, right. we should all go, like, round table on this, since there's four of us. I love all the input. All right. Yeah, just like um, King Arthur. Because I am the King Arthur of this group, I'll go first. My player of the game <laughs> is actually uh, Danilo Gallinari. And oh. I believe that was actually the one that Fox said. I swear I'm not stealing. But I'm going to say Danilo Gallinari was mine because he had some really timely threes in this game. He also had really timely shots throughout the game. But I thought that he was the one who really got the offense going in the second half of the game. It was the third quarter. Um, they kind of had this cold stretch where it wasn't necessarily New Orleans taking over on offense, but it was just the Thunder uh, plateauing like they usually do in the third quarter. And then Danilo Gallinari kind of got them going. I think just some big shots that he made really ensured some confidence in their offense. And so especially guys like Danilo Gallinari, I really thought that he played a very uh, vital role in the offensive strategy tonight. I mean, it it makes sense because in that second half the pelicans only got up by i think as much as five but it felt like like watching that game it felt like all right the wheels are about to fall They're off losing oh, control. and then yeah. galinari hits this like step back fadeaway three to yep. tie it at 94 and it's like okay now everyone can We're calm down okay, okay. the o- offense started to slow down they started getting um, set up in the half court new orleans mm-hmm. got cold a little bit and that was just enough for the thunder to get back into the game and re- regain control um, but I'm going to go to Stephen Adams just specifically um, to what we talked about earlier, the free throws. Um, five of six from the free throw line, which is an incredible godsend anytime Adams can shoot north of 90%. Good job. From the free throw line, that's, yeah. good, that's good. But he he's starting to look more aggressive. He's starting to look more sure of himself. I, I don't know how much of that is just this from the standpoint of like he suffered a knee contusion and that only can take time to get better than. I don't know if it's that and we're just further down the road, or if he's playing New Orleans and Jackson Hayes and Jaleel Okafor, it could be a combination of both <laughs> because it's pretty soft down there in that New Orleans paint defense. Uh, but Steven Adams, we've seen him struggle against guys that are probably even comparable to Jaleel Okafor and Jackson Hayes in terms of talent and capability. We've seen him struggle against guys like that before. He didn't do that. Without him, I mean, what we talked about earlier, Madison, the Thunder starting off hot, Adams had a big point, uh, For sure. big say in that as well. So Steven Adams is my player of the game. Yeah, go I, Steven. I think that's probably a good call. I think I'd have to agree with Brady on this one. Steven Adams as uh, the go-to for player of the game. He really just kind of affected it in a lot of different ways, I think. He really kind of put the blueprint on it early on. With They just dumped the ball down to him in the post three times early on. They started off six for six from the field. Three of those were from Steven Adams. Uh, and New Orleans really had to adjust. They adjusted from Friday's game to this game by starting Jalil Okafor instead of Jackson Hayes. They feel like he can provide at least a little bit more weight to kind of get in the way of Steven Adams. Adams didn't care about that. He went right at him. So in the second half, or really starting in the second quarter, they started to just throw full double teams at Steven Adams every time he touched the ball in the post. Uh, that really opened things up a lot for the Thunder. They unfortunately weren't able to knock down a ton of threes. They only went 33% on the night, hit a few of them, but... 
they were getting a lot more open looks just because of all the attention that Steven Adams was getting. And he was still able to finish with the big night, 17 and 10 for him on really good shooting. And like we said, knocked down the free throws. So Steven Adams, also my player of the game for tonight. Yeah. Burton. <laughs> Do you have a player of the game? Yes. Deontay. It's not Deontay. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not. As much as I want it, as much as I want Deontay to be the player, he did of have game. a strong no. take. No, give me, give me coffees for closers only. Yeah. I'm give me Chris Paul. All right. Hitting big yeah. shot, big shots late. Sixteen points, eight assists. Uh, give me Chris Paul closing the game out with some big shots. Snaking around. Big guy yeah. coming around in. The free throw line. He had some nice moves. You know, I love that little backwards in between the legs that he does. Yeah. Step back. Because like guys, just they get freaked out when it happens. They're, they're like, whoa, 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 is that allowed? He really pulled that out. Like, yeah, it's it, it's pretty smooth. It's sometimes. like when they ran the uh, lob dunk on semi pro, and they're like, what just happened? Uh, Connor, will you please say nice moves again? Nice moves. Oh my gosh, have y'all ever seen Superstar? Um, no. It's an old one with Will Ferrell <laughs> oh, no, and uh, no, what's Shannon. Name? Molly Shannon. Yes. It's an SNL skit. I've seen the skit, not the movie. He's like, you have some nice moves. Nice moves, bro. Ew, stop. Connor, Connor showed us a few of those nice moves in oh, the was, uh, conference room when we were watching this game. I don't want to talk about that. Showing, showing off the moves. Yes. I saw too many man thighs. Oh. Sky's out, thighs out. Also, it's <laughs> yeah, cold baby. outside, Connor. What are you doing? He's jogging. All, the only time I had to go outside was to get to my car to drive to the station <laughs> and then come inside. And now it's nice and warm in here and if I, mean, I have an opportunity to show off the legs I'm going to show off the legs like what do you not understand about Pacers game like on Wednesday it. you better wear those again <laughs> absolutely like under those bright lights uh, anyway 1077 the franchise 1079 in Tulsa guys this is the Thunder first take post game show here on the franchise I think I said it right Brady Trantham is Hell yeah. thrusting his fist in the air and that is good Trust enough for me uh, ew. <laughs> I don't know why I do this show with you guys uh, anyway guys lots more to talk about we're going to go ahead and take our first break here in the show we have two more segments coming up after this we'll talk more about the thunders win over new orleans uh we'll talk about what's coming up next for them we'll even talk a little bedlam talk because that did happen last night and three out of four of us are happy in here so uh stick with us and we'll be right back after this break here on 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa welcome back into our show talking thunder basketball this is the franchise first take oh thunder post game show i think i butchered it again um I'll get it right one of these days. But welcome back into our show. No, Connor. <laughs> oh, Brady. Yes. yes. Need to stretch. Con- I really wish that radio wasn't purely like you just listen oh, to you it. Could, you could set the tone. I, basically, let, I can let us know what just happened. What, what did I you can see? describe what I just saw. So I get back into the show and I'm feeling good. Get my words all right. And I look through the glass <laughs> and Connor Ayubi. Our favorite intern in here. Aw. Hat. Yeah, don't get too. You're the only intern don't. in here, so. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Connor is on his feet with one foot on the desk, showing off his man thighs. I he's am wearing, stretching. He's wearing those jogger shorts. I am appalled at what I am having get, to witness. I got right a workout now. right after this. Like, I, this, I need to be limber. This is. Ew, don't say limber. <laughs> limber. I don't up. like he, that. He's a tall dude. And, like, just give him some tube socks. He looks like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm going for, actually. Yeah, I was thinking, like, have you guys ever seen Juno? This yeah. is what <laughs> This is what happens when you play the Pelicans twice in a row. Yeah. This like, is what happens. Just hijinks off the wall. No one nobody. And it's Sunday. Like Sundays, there are no Sunday scaries in here because the Thunder won today at 107 to 104 down in Nola. 
And thank goodness, because now they're 3-0 against the Pelicans, and uh, that's good. Man, Winning is good. Brandon Ingram is good now. Oh, Brandon no, he, Ingram. He's had a big step up. Most improved player, potentially. That's he's, because he's, he's not... He's hitting big shots. He, he, he was hitting shots that, like, a guy does. Like, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Just, like... Not not just some run of the mill NBA dude, but like this is a this is a guy. Yeah, and he's starting to finally look like what we all wanted dude. him to look like two years ago with the Lakers. Injuries have happened, of course, and then he played for the Lakers and yep. their laugh out loud comically run. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't do too great in the player development stuff all at the time. all. I well, mean, he's uh, no longer in the flashy lights of Los Angeles. Guys. Yeah, there's a little less now pressure he's down on in New him. Orleans. I mean, that's so much better. Gets to hang out, no Zion to take this to take the shine away from him he's uh he's balling out for sure B. Yeah, is nice. which that could potentially work out fairly well you give brandon ingram a chance to like really show show not just the league but show himself like you can do this yeah and then if zion is half of what he's being hyped up to be you can fully integrate both of them into a nice little system with drew holiday um I don't even want to say Lonzo Ball. I don't. I still don't know what Lonzo Ball is. JJ no Redick. one he, knows. He what hit Lonzo some trash Ball corner is. three over Steven Adams. Uh, Josh late in the Hart game, looks so kind of nice tonight. Josh Hart, <laughs> more like Josh Fart. Look <laughs> at Madison. <laughs> that was a joke that Brady made. I'm just putting that out there. I know, well, okay. Credit to Brady I, for that amazingly yeah. clever joke. Great you know, job. Connor, if I would have said that joke, you would have been like. Mmm. And I'm now because Brady said it. Oh wow! There's some <laughs> wow office. I'm getting a lot of office drama right now. Sorry, come because guys, I had to see your thigh. Are you guys feuding? <laughs> a little bit, it seems this like. Is it. All, this I don't is, feud. I, I was win. trying to be nice. <laughs> I don't to her. feud. I win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I thought no, she would kidding. enjoy the view, but I, I guess it's really just like the wrong. Thunder won tonight. Everybody, the Thunder oh, defeat the Pelicans the <laughs> in Game Two of this two home for home for home series. Um, they looked great in the beginning. They mm-hmm. looked eh in the rest of the first half. Then they looked pretty darn average in the third quarter, which is ironic because they actually outscored their opponent. I can't remember the last time that it's happened. It's been a while. It's been like, a hot minute. Matt and Burton started can, off horrible, do you remember? too. Uh, no, Why I don't. You, don't. I you, just know that something is ironic in Madison Moore set. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> they started off the third quarter 2 out of 10. Do me then, a quick favor, Burton. Uh, look at their last 10 games and see how many third quarters they've won, if you don't mind. Uh, can I just go ahead and guess zero? <laughs> Maybe. They might have won the third quarter. Did they win the third quarter the other night? Not on Friday. On Friday night, on Friday no. they definitely lost it. Oh yeah, that's that why the that's why they came back into the game. Yeah, because the the Thunder were up like by a pretty solid margin at halftime, and then the th- and then uh, Pelicans were winning by the end of the third. Uh, they outscored them like 30, 31 to seventeen, I think. They lost big. Time yeah, because they started Jaleel quarter. Okafor over Jackson Hayes in the third yeah, quarter, and, and then all of a sudden, the Thunder had no answer. Yeah, like, <laughs> no answer for Ja. Okafor. This is a lottery pick. Oh my god, <laughs> couldn't handle it. Yeah. Oh man. Jackson Funny Hayes. Uh, they had to pull him off the court every time Stephen Adams came in to sub sub against him. They just yanked him. They're like, we know he can't handle Jackson this. Jackson Hayes, all in my brain. Ex- sure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in Norman, Oklahoma. Traitor. <laughs> Wait, was he really? Went to yeah, Texas, he was born though. in Norman, Oklahoma. But then he, I think he oh, moved to he was Ohio. Texas. Yeah. That's right. He's not like from Oklahoma though. He was born in Norman, but he yeah. moved to Ohio. I think he claims Ohio is his home. Well, I guess Oklahoma's not. Well, he's not good doing too for well him. right now, so we won't claim him. And then as soon as he does do well, then we claim we'll him. We'll claim yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Shout, right. out to you. Shout out to you, Brad Pitt. Guys, I know that we've been talking a little bit about the Thunder and how they played really well tonight. We uh, mentioned Norman, Oklahoma, or did we? Just Oklahoma. What's I don't in Norman, know. Oklahoma? Well, I thought we could touch a little bit. Let's touch about it. what's on. Uh, I'm sorry. What do you? What? What is that? What is that? Boomer baby. That. Anyway, 
What is on Brady's hat right now? It's an OSU hat. It is an OSU hat. Yeah. Um, on this very show, following the Thunder's atrociously played game against Portland Trailblazers last Wednesday, uh, Matt Burton and I, um, we sent off into the radio sphere a bet, a bedlam bet mm-hmm. towards you. You were at home enjoying your Thanksgiving with your family. And I bet you, hey, if OU wins, wear, you have to wear an OU hat or whatever to the next Thunder home game. If OU loses, I'll do the OSU thing. But, Madison, this is the 90th time that OU has beaten OSU, and okay. I just... Seems mean. 89th. 89th. I have a okay. soft spot Only for your... Back it up, y'all. <laughs> I have a soft spot for your um, just your optimistic innocence, and I just couldn't do that to you. So I was like, just give me the hat, and I'll wear it. That's very sweet of you. I know. Because I had plenty of hats to share. <laughs> yeah, so... I know, uh, it's really tiny. It looks funny on my head with all my hair. You just have a lot of hair, but it's okay. What are you trying to say? You have a lot of hair. So does Steven Adams, who had who was my player of the game. He was your player of the game. He's he does have a lot hair. of hair. Yeah, and the and the Thunder won, by the way. They they did win, by the way. So Brady Trantham won. So if we connect all <sighs> the dots, do I ever lose? Is the is the correct question? You're wearing an OSU hat right now. So uh, well, I mean, they've got more national championships than Oklahoma. That is true. Remember that. Shout out. Oh dear. Go tailgate. So anyway, let's get back to the Thunder game real quick because. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Bedlam anymore. I just wanted to make a comment about that because I appreciate you. Don't worry, much. OSU basketball is probably going to have OU basketball for a few years. You know, <laughs> they really might. Mike, we'll Boyd, Mike Boyden's just recruiting everybody. <laughs> I love Mike Boyden. I would take a bullet for that man. Whoa, 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 whoa! I won. No death. He no came death out. On show. He came out on the field during Bedlam, and I pff, wiped away a single tear. Well, he's, he's a good man. He's really good. The basketball team's very good. They had a big win the other night against Syracuse Dude. in the Carrier Dome. Uh, it's Able awesome. Miss. Uh, it's also basketball 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 back on track rice basketball is having a really good year anyways so the thunder conference usa (laughs) no the the thunder (laughs) they are now what eight and eleven nine and eleven i think it's eight eight and eleven eight and eleven how long are they going to be hovering around 500 i think the the, coming into the season i thought they would be a slightly below maybe sometimes slightly above but right around 500 team for most of the season and I think that trend will probably continue for most of the year. At least to the trade deadline, I expect them to be right around that number. Probably not topping it by too much. They might get a game or two over that you know might sneak them into the playoff hunt for a week. And then after that, they'll probably drop back below. But right in this range where they're just a little bit outside of 500 is probably where we can expect them for most of the year. Which, you know, given some of the expectations that people had for them coming into the year, is, is not so bad. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. So in the month of November, the Thunder won six games. And that's really not too terrible if you look at some of the matchups that they had because they did face the Lakers twice. They yeah. faced the Clippers. Uh, they had that horrible Pacers loss. I was about to say, like, it's but, really not bad, but when you remember they played 45 <laughs> games, remember, it's actually not It's actually not it's that actually great. Terrible. But now going into December, they've won this game. They have the Pacers on Wednesday. That could be totally different now that they're in Oklahoma City. Who knows? Uh, and then they have the Timberwolves on Friday here in Oklahoma City. So that will be interesting. I really think that they can continue on this track that they're doing. If they're able to at least go half and half each month, I mean, I don't know. It's not like chalking up to be a super bad season so far. It's just kind of like a, a little bit below average. Am I right? Am I wrong? Well, do you you guys want like a spoiler warning for... Uh... I love spoilers. All right. So the Thunder schematically, def- like from a defensive standpoint, Billy Dom's talked about this a lot to us in media scrums. Uh, what they want to do is try and force their opponent to take mid-range jumpers, so 15 to 19 footers. They actually lead the NBA in doing so. So the Thunder defense, what it's being told to do, what it's being schemed to do, is very good at doing their job. Here's the problem about the Pacers. 
The Pacers lead the NBA in mid-range field goal percentage. Why were they able to just destroy Oklahoma City a few weeks ago so easily? It's because the Thunder were funneling them into their offense. Right. So they're going to have to do something else. want to see some adjustments. Uh, don't let TJ McConnell, TJ Warren cook you. Don't let Demonis Sabonis like, son you, Steven oh. Adams. Come on now. You were his dad once. You, yeah. He literally like mentored Sabonis coming into the league, and now Sabonis is owning him in the paint. Yeah, Steven Adams has really struggled against some of those quicker big men down low. He's had some uh, given up, obviously, like Anthony Davis and some guys like that that are big time but even the even the lesser so guys that have some quickness against him he has definitely struggled with on the defensive end and I don't know how much of that is due to injury we can give him a little bit benefit of the doubt there he looked like he was in pretty good shape tonight played 28 minutes which is pretty well above his season average so far but yeah DeMontis Sabonis has definitely uh, had his number at least in that first game well, he's a powerhouse guy, and I really like what Steven Adams is looking like right now. I think that, especially on Wednesday with the Pacers coming to town, it could be very different. I think Steven could have a little bit of an up on Sabonis. Uh, the thing is, is that, yeah, Steven has been dealing with those injuries. He does look a lot better. He got whatever suction cupped, and yeah. he had like tape all over his shoulders. <laughs> no, I but... thought he just had hickeys on his <laughs> Those on his are really big. Very <laughs> impressive. Uh, but no, he's looking a lot better. He's looking a little bit stronger. He's looking like um, he has more of a game plan now. I think they may have like made some adjustments to where Steven is able to get the ball a little bit more. I think he is a little bit more quick on his feet. And so he's doing a lot better in that aspect. I just hope that can carry on over into the remainder of the season or at least uh, a nice good stretch for them because they have some tough matchups coming up. But right now with this Thunder team, I feel like there's going to be a lot of tough matchups. No, we, we make jokes about you know Steven looking really good against Jackson Hayes and Julio Okafor. Yeah. But at the same time, his injury it's a nagging injury the only thing that can help a nagging injury is time and then also you know having the extra confidence from cooking two below average centers <laughs> in the NBA if that gives you some confidence that can only be a good thing like what the thing with Steven is just the confidence to be aggressive because when he's aggressive he can be a top end center in this league and he also has to be fully healthy for that to be uh, applicable but um, if the Thunder want to keep winning games, like if that's their end goal in the short term is to go out there and win as many games as possible, they need Steven Adams to be near 100%. And we're starting to see a little bit of a 100% healthy Steven Adams yeah. more and more with each day. He's definitely looked a lot stronger with the ball when he gets it down low. Uh, he looks like he's more a little bit patient with it. He's able. He's had some really nice passing, uh, especially once they started bringing the double teams. He had one really good one where they passed it into him and he just had a tip out pass to, that led to an open three that, of course, the Thunder missed. Uh, but yeah, definitely. His defense never really disappeared. It was always there, especially even early in the year when he was having all these offensive struggles. But he's finally looking like he's putting it together at least a little bit more on the offensive end. So definitely want to see if mm-hmm. that can continue on. Hopefully he's over this injury. But, you know, we, we got to give it a little bit more time and a little bit better opponents, I think, before we fully get back on board with Steven Adams. So he's not an all-star. Guy. Not quite. <laughs> not yet. Here not first. yet. Connor Ayubi said it. Breaking news. <laughs> hey, guys, Steven Adams, he was kick-ass today, but we can also talk about some more kick-ass things that happened with our kick-ass possessions of the game. Hmm. Who wants to go first? I went first on my player of the game because I'm conceited. All right, Connor, you got this. Oh, first up? All right. My kick-ass possession of the game. It's not that kick-ass, but in the... Don't sell yourself short like that. Come on now. In the second quarter, Darius Baisley caught a pass on the left wing. He pump faked. The defender bit. He took one long dribble, pulled up for a mid-range jumper, and bricked it right off the backboard. That's my play of the game. Might be a little bit confused on why, because that was not a very good play, but Darius Baisley, that was his very, very first pull-up jumper that he has taken all season. Check that one out. 
He has been taking almost entirely catch-and-shoot threes uh, for most of this year. He sometimes gets some nice slashes to the rim, but never really showed us any of that pull-up game. He also has only attempted three shots in the mid-range, so it's nice to see him trying to actually get some attempts up in that area yep. because when he was in high school, if you go back and watch some of the film, that's really where he thrived. Like People were questioning coming into the league whether he was going to be able to be a consistent three-point shooter, but the idea was that he should be able to be a pretty good ball handler in the mid-range and get off a shot uh, in isolation and stuff like that. And he hasn't really even attempted much of that at all. Finally got a dribble jump shot up tonight. He missed it pretty badly, but you know, it's a good sign that he's going to at least be trying those a little bit more in the future. Or at least that's what I hope to see. And maybe he'll start knocking them down. Good stuff. Yeah, and the Thunder, I mean, as as average as they are, I mean, they're still a talented roster. I don't I don't think they're going to need they they probably haven't had that many opportunities to even put Darius into that position, but it's something that we'll see probably down the road and especially if there's a fire so. sale on this roster. Yeah. <laughs> um no, like as I want to see that out of Darius Bazy as well. I'm excited for his potential. But my kick ass possession of the game, if I have to pick one, it's going to be we kind of talked about it already. It's the uh, play where uh, Daniel Gallinari hit that three pointer, that fa- step back fadeaway three to tie it at 94. But how it happened in the first place, Dennis Schroeder blows a layup <laughs> on the initial <laughs> sequence and it gets tipped out all the way. I-, I think New Orleans actually got possession of it, but it was ha- this happened so fast. I'm putting this all together. Happened so fast, they got possession, but then they lost the ball at midcourt. And Dennis Schroeder, who was just kind of half jogging up the floor, saw the ball by itself, by by itself, and he was just like, "All right, I'll go get it again." And then he drove to the basket and kicked it back out to Daniel Gallinari, hit the three, and it brought the Thunder back into a position to regain control, which they ultimately did. Uh, that's really funny that that's yours because mine is kind of the exact same thing, except <laughs> take it back to the third quarter. And it's another Danilo Gallinari three where he did tie the game and he took the Thunder out of four minutes of no scoring, which was so disgusting in a sense. But it was uh, there was 6.30 left in the third quarter and Dennis Schroeder set uh, Danilo Gallinari really well at the top of the arc for a nice three. Uh, it did tie it at 64. And uh, like I said, this kind of took them out of a scoring slump where they hadn't made any buckets in about four minutes of playing time. And so this was this was kind of like the ignition to the Thunder's offense at this point because Chris Paul came right after this and hit a three of his own and that is how Oklahoma City got to um, outscore New Orleans uh, what was it 82 to 77 to end the the third quarter which is just awesome because like we said in the first segment they haven't done that in a while so uh, good stuff from Danilo Gallinari and he gained two kick-ass possessions of the game in Man, this show, you like there's congratulations. Something, there's something about you in Italy, Madison. Like, what is it? Stop, Brady. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> we need, like, we need. Why is further, everyone looking at we me? We need to research this further. No, Connor, we don't need to talk about it. I'm on it. <laughs> no, Connor's on the case. I've never got. even been to Italy. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Oh. Now we're just lying on the radio. Interesting. So anyway. Covering up evidence. No, no, no. We're not going to talk about Madison's time in Italy. <laughs> that Where I have not been. That's for a later. That's for Lots a later. of man thighs there, I'm sure. That's for a later Ew. podcast. No, oh, no, no. speaking of podcasts. Oh my gosh, we haven't even plugged the podcast yeah. yet. Podcast. <laughs> Ma- Madison, plug it. So uh, you guys are listening to the Franchise Thunder post-take. Oh, gosh. Post-game. <laughs> it's okay. The Thunder 
franchise. No, franchise Thunder first take postgame show. Boom. But you guys also have the pleasure of listening to the OKC82 podcast as well because anytime that Brady and myself, and now we have Connor and, of course, Matt Burton, who is a champ and always produces us like a champ, uh, anytime that we're going to do this postgame show following a Thunder game, it's also going to double as our OKC82 podcast. And so that's what that's going to do tonight. So if you don't have a chance to uh, listen to this show, and you're probably listening to it right now, but if you're listening to the take back on the OKC82 podcast later. This was the post-game show as well. And so good stuff. If you can't ever listen to the post-game show, make sure you tune into the OKC82 podcast. It is for free. You can find it just about anywhere. We are on Spotify now. We are on, um, what is it? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. Google Play. Google Play. And you don't have to pay for it. You just get to hear us talk. And good, I don't think uh, it gets any better than that. It's a good it's a good podcast to binge. Start at the it beginning really of the season. You haven't caught very many Thunder games. Listen to every single one consecutively. Go back to last season. Yeah, Why not? Well, just do it. You can hear The Thunder me. lose the third quarter. Thunder lose the third quarter. The <laughs> Thunder lose the third quarter. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell it's Westbrook. got a little bit of repetition. But that's that's going to okay. be all of last season. But now this season, you'll get to hear me and Brady talk a lot about, oh, what a close game. The Thunder fought till the end, but they just couldn't take it. Nope. Nope. But they, they took it tonight. Shout out to Connor's friends and family who all listen to the podcast. Yeah, shout out Aw, to thanks, Mrs. God. and Mr. Ayubi. Shout out to all all the people who They followed in. me on Twitter and it was really sweet. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, it's really yeah. cute. My biggest supporters. Matt, do, does your family listen to you every time you're on the radio? Um, they try to. Aw. They try. Oh, my, mom, my mom does. My dad's probably listening right now. Shout hey, out. Hey, Dad. Hey, Mr. Burton. Burton. Oh, Coach yeah. Burton, right? Coach yes, Burton. Coach Burton. Coach Burton. Coach B. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys all for listening, and thanks for being forced to basically listen to our <laughs> OKC82 podcast, because that's awesome. Someone's in jail right now, and they're just having to listen to 107.7. No! <laughs> it's again. So, thanks for supporting. You might as well subscribe, so like, Pelican and share fan. us no. while you do it. Uh, but anyway, I guess we'll go ahead and take our second break. When we come back, we uh, still have our stat cat because we're going to talk about some cool stats. We're going to have our awesome producer, Matt Burton, take you around the association and tell you all about the other games that were going on today in the NBA. There were actually some good ones. And uh, yeah, we'll just talk some more basketball. So stick with us here on the franchise and we'll be back here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Well, welcome back. I believe Matt Burton was trying to tell me something with that, though. No, not at all. I just hit the wrong button. Honestly, I I hit the wrong button last podcast, too. I hit the wrong buttons every day, so it's fine. I think we should go ahead and do exactly what that said to do, because I'm ready to hear your voice, Matt Burton. It is just angelic, and well, it is already wonderful. I that one, so give me one second. I have yeah, to pull it right back honestly, up. Honestly, I can... Just talk amongst yourselves for a second. I can talk oh, all hey you guys, want. How's it going? I never ran out of things to talk about. The Thunder and their basketball exploits, they have uh, okay, entertained the masses <laughs> Shout out far. Navy football for beating Houston today. That's a ranked team right there. I have Twix bars in my bag. Oh, it's always fun to see a team from uh, Texas lose. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, Matt Burton, talk... Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right. Uh, Before I go around the association, I know you guys are all chomping at the bit to hear, but I want to shout out the Twitch right now. You can go watch us at twitch.tv forward slash the franchise live. We got a couple people hanging out in here. Uh, Zulfer is in here. Uh, He wanted me to ask you guys, who could the Thunder recruit? In free agency that could lead them to the finals now that they've lost both superstars. I mean, if we can't get them, does that mean the end of Sam Presti? 
Yikes. I don't know if there's a guy in next year's free agency class that will get this Thunder team to a championship, and I don't think that Sam Presti is going to be going after any of the alternatives. Uh, if they do want to go after a superstar in free agency, it's going to be the next summer, 2021, when there's a whole load of guys that are whose contracts are up. But even then, I think the Thunder are thinking a little bit longer term. They've got a timeline in place with some of their young guys with the draft picks they have coming up. So I would not expect any huge free agent moves in the next couple of years. And I would also not expect Sam Presti to lose his job over it. Retweet. Yeah, I don't expect Sam Presti to go anywhere. And also shout out to Cheesy Beefy on uh, hey, Twitch. He, he, says, he said that my mom was his sixth grade teacher. Aww, so, <laughs> nice. that's cute. So yes, I will uh, Big Matt Burton we'll relay, relay the message. Shout I'm out. surprised she's not on Twitch. She's normal. She normally is. Shout out to everybody on Twitch. Hey, Mrs. Burton. But it's time to go around. Around Susie. The association. Take us. The Miami Heat took down the Brooklyn Nets 109 to 106 tonight. Nice. Uh, Jimmy Butler had 20. Goran Dragic, Dragic, whatever, had 24. <laughs> um, had do. Yeah, Joe Harris had 25. And Spencer Dinwiddie led the Nets with 29. 17 and cool. 16 for Bam Adebayo, too. That man's he's he's kind of a tank. What a man. I like me some Bam. Then we got the Memphis Grizzlies, no John Morant tonight. Took down the Minnesota Timberwolves 115 to 107. Um, not really a whole lot. Carl Anthony Towns had 21 and 12. Not really Dylan Brooks had 26. I mean, that's Woo. Yeah, I mean, not not really a whole lot of huge uh, huge, huge stat lines. Unlike this game, the Dallas Mavericks took down the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right, Ooh. eighty and two oh, is now off the board for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. They can only go seventy nine and three now, as they sit at seventeen and three. They're not mathematically eliminated. How but, awful! But Luka Doncic is is uh, his. He's a star. No triple double tonight. Twenty seven, ten, and nine. So, so scrub, close. scrub. No triple double. Uh, don't want to go down that triple double path. It does not end well. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy how he doesn't get any of the trash talk that Russell Westbrook did when he was getting all those triple doubles. Because like he's the not people doing the love Luca. The people love him. ESPN put out a whole they love a whole him. thing. Like he's only the third player ever to average a triple double for a month. Well, Westbrook call did me that back for a year, three, three years, three in a row. Yeah, but Luca is very impressive. Luca's cuddly yes, is, and cute is. and young, and is Russell 20. is. He is twenty years old. That is impressive. it's insane. He's, he's a child. He's a monster. I'm not taking anything away from Luca. I'm just pointing out the uh, the flaws here. Yeah. He's no uh, DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> right? The uh, the Boston Celtics took down the New York Knicks. Jason Tatum had thirty tonight, and Jalen Brown had twenty eight to lead the Celtics past the Knicks, Shocker. who were led by Julius Randle with twenty six. R.J. Barrett was sixteen and seven. I love R.J. Barrett. Sorry, guys. Big fan. Sorry, guys. I'm a Duke fan, so. Oh, come on. Yep, yep, yep. The uh, Detroit Pistons took down the San Antonio Spurs 132 to 98. Wow, Jerry is screaming and crying right now. Jerry is. He's so excited. Very happy. Shout out Jerry Ramsey. 28 points and 10 rebounds from Christian Wood. Wow. Wow. Good for Christian Wood. Yeah. Good for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> <Exactly>. kidding. <laughs> With five minutes left in the fourth quarter, the Raptors are on top of the Jazz 120 to 100. I heard that was just a like a garbage truck. Um, Pascal Siakam has 35. Well, the he's, he's the MVP, legit. so. They're, they're serious. Like, losing Kawhi has not hampered this Pascal team. Pascal Siakam is probably thought. my top three favorite, one of my top three Spicy favorite P. players. From Cameroon. 
Heck yes. Yeah. yeah, Fred Van Vliet's been going off all this year too. Those are they Go have Fred. two two guys that are like legitimately. If he can shoot fifty percent from three for like a month, like he did in the uh, West yeah. Con- or Eastern Conference Finals and the uh, Finals, then. My goodness. My he needs goodness. to have another kid is what he needs. Yeah, that was, that's true. That That'll do it. Charm. Papa Van Vliet. Papa V. Serious question. If Pascal Siakam makes first team All-NBA this year, does he win most improved again? Yes. I I don't think he should. No. <sighs> I mean. They've never done was, it before. He they was never good last that'd be, year. That'd be awesome. But not first team All-NBA. That's he's still a huge jump in numbers. And his efficiency is up. And now he's the guy on his team. I still like Brandon Ingram. There's a, there's a lot of different options around the league, so I think it's a little early to call it. But on at this point, if it ended right now, I wouldn't be upset with Pascal Siakam winning it. For instance, back. like to, for a Thunder connection, if Shea Gilds Alexander keeps up his scoring, like if he get bumped back up off this eight game skid that he's on currently, if he hovers around 20, 21 points per game scoring, mm-hmm. and the Thunder are kind of a nice little, oh man, they try hard team. Let's just say that they don't tank. I don't think he should be the most improved player either because no. we all thought he was going to be good. We all thought he was good last year as a rookie. And like, he's a second-year player. It's a they, second, don't, yeah. they, don't do, they don't give the award to those guys. I think it's a little bit different with Spicy P, though, just because like, when he when he came in as a rookie, he was untalked about. And then last year, it's like, oh, he he's huge, way stepped up. He's actually really, really good. I think that was his third or fourth year. Yep. He's really, really good. So let's give him most improved. And he's like, oh, now he's an MVP candidate. <laughs> now after, yeah, after Kawhi left, people are like, oh, now he's going to be thrown into the fire, and he needs to be their best guy. But like, what he's doing is pretty freaking impressive. Like, it uh, is impressive. I think he should at least be considered for the award. I would vote for him because here's my thing with the Most Improved Player award. I definitely thought that he was right to win that last season. However, if you've won that and you're already like being talked about in the MVP campaign, like you are a big name in the NBA right now, do you still qualify for someone who is? Improved. I mean, re- I mean, really, the the only award that they should for surely win is Masai Ujiri should just get the Executive of the Year <laughs> oh, every again year. <laughs> just because he made the Kawhi trade because it got them a title and now he's got Pascal Siakam as a Plan B. Yeah, <laughs> oh, why cool. not? Like, good for you. I you mean, did good. Giannis was in the same position too after he won Most Improved Player. I think his third or fourth year as well, and then mm-hmm. he took another step in the next year. He was an MVP candidate, mm-hmm. and then more recently an MVP. But they didn't give him the award then, so it makes me question. I I think it t- it would take something just absolutely insane for him to actually win most improved so i wouldn't bet on him winning most improved back to back but uh, he should be in consideration he's having a real impressive season and then the last game two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter the warriors are up 188 not not 188 they are up by one they are up (laughs) by one 89 to 88 against the orlando magic uh evan fournier with a 30 piece tonight jeez the most likely candidate for a 30 piece evan fournier I honestly was like, wow, 188 points. It's Sorry, really that one was my bad. No, I people, caught myself immediately. I was really, like, wow, really that impressive. sounds terrible. People watching the Thunder broadcasting on FSOK, yeah. at one point the Thunder <laughs> yeah. were trailing 80 to 770, <laughs> and they cut to break it. So I was like, like wow. Though. These third I, quarters are terrible. <laughs> the epitome of a bad Thunder third Can't quarter. Can't wait to ask Billy Don about that one. Like, so so you Billy. yielded 770 points yeah, tonight. Five times as much. 70 points. We just need to come out and play a little bit better. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, I didn't think we had minor a adjustments. Well urgency. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, that point, didn't happen. It's all about the effort. It is. And that's exactly what they gave tonight, They scored guys. a lot of non-paint twos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we talked a lot about like different efforts from these guys. So, um, Matt Bird, we're going to fire off our final segment of the night because we are coming to a close on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about some stats because there were some good ones tonight. And obviously, it was good enough to win the game for the Thunder. So... Cover your ears. All right. Three, two, 
One, cover your ears. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So, um, I kind of have already touched on this a little bit. Touching everything over here. I need Calm to stop down. using that. <laughs> I I have really poor like word choice sometimes. Stop and that's, using Madison. And that's definitely it. <laughs> so um, I kind of ha- mm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna switch it up a little bit with my sack cat, and I'm gonna go to uh, the points in the paint for the Thunder. Mm. They outscored the Pelicans 44 to 34 with points in the paint, and I think that was largely in part to guys like Stephen Adams, which you guys had so much to say about Stephen Adams tonight. We kind of already talked about him uh, a lot. In case you guys missed it. Basically, we all think Steven Adams is an all-star. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I really thought that he stepped up a lot. He's looked a lot better. Um, you guys kind of said it. He was 6-7 on the floor tonight. He was fed the ball real early. What Connor, did he had like the first two shots for the Thunder, the first three? Yeah, he's, he went two for two on the first two possessions. Okay. And then I think uh, Chris Paul had a nice little mid-range. He okay. hit three of their first six, I know for sure. So there's the thing with Steven Adams is that he's really starting to take advantage of his opportunities in the paint right now. And he showcased that a lot tonight. He showcased it on Friday. He showcased it um, kind of, eh, sort of against uh, the Trailblazers on Wednesday, but eh. So here's the thing. I kind of just think that Steven Adams, he's starting to take care of the ball a little bit more. He's starting to um, take on that role that he had last season where he was fed the ball pretty early on in the game. Even though that kind of slipped off towards the end of the game, I think that they're still trying to make it more of a consistent thing to involve Steven Adams. And so I think that's why um, it was very beneficial for Oklahoma City tonight because if you're going to have dominant guys who take care of the paint like that, then you're going to win games. And so they were able to prove that tonight, and I think Steven Adams was a big part of that. So that's my stat cap for you, gentlemen. Beautiful. 31 points. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 31 points. Hmm. Anybody? Not sure. Off turnovers? Bench points, oh. and it's surprising to me because the Thunder's bench has been averaging 55 or 54 points over the last three games, That's insane. and they destroyed it the other night, um, specifically specifically because Abdul Nader just went had off. two really good games in a row, Portland towards the end, all in garbage time, of course, but um, the Thunder won a tight game against New Orleans on Friday night at home, and a lot of that thanks goes to Abdul Nader. <laughs> he had an incredible game. He laughs. Tonight, uh, Dennis Schroeder didn't do that much. I mean... Uh, Connor, you and I kind of talked about this on the the last OKC82 podcast from Friday about how I don't know if it's right for the Thunder to have Dennis Schroeder take the most field goal attempts on the team mm. in a game. Uh, that wasn't the case tonight. It was Shea Gildas Alexander, but um, 17, I believe. What did he have? 17. Shea point. had 17, yeah. Shea had 17, then, uh, but Dennis came in. Dennis had 17 off the bench. He uh, had 12 tonight. 12 tonight. It says 17 on the app. Oh. Had, well, I'm, I'm talking be... about points, not oh, field points. goal attempts. I thought you were field attempts. My bad. Yeah, it's okay. 17 for Dennis Schroeder off the bench, four for Abdul Nader, uh, eight for Nerlens Noel. Deontay Burton, shout out, had two points. Heck yeah. It's surprising to me that they had such an average average effort during the... I mean, the effort wasn't average, but just the results for most of the game, kind of average. And they didn't even have their bench to lean on from a scoring punch standpoint, and yet they still won. So... You know, you went on the road. It's their second road win of the year. Really cool. Woo! Really cool. Good to see them fight it out. Um, again, depending on where where you are on which side of the reason. fence you're on. If you're on the tanking <laughs> side of the fence, you're angry. But, you know, <laughs> if you're a Thunder fan, you saw your team won on the road tonight, and that's always fun. I'm like, yeah, road wins are cool. Yes? 
Yes. Can I always get to go in. Yep. All right, is it my turn for, uh, yes. for the stat cat? Give us a cat. Okay. Burton, are you the one that is making this choice to make us listen to that cat at the beginning? Or no, is this of course being not. Forced? Shout this... out Tom Jones, by the way. That's who sings the... Uh, that's who sings the song. Tom, yeah. Shout it's out! I beautiful. think this is all Jerry Ramsey this product is, yes. by, of Jerry Ramsey. It of definitely is. is. He owns the Stat Cat. Like of his cat is. is the Stat Cat. All right, so uh, shout out to Jerry. But my Stat Cat tonight is going to be going back to a guy who, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know that I am a large, very big fan of Darius Baisley. We get mm. it. You're tall. <laughs> that's what I meant by that, of course. Uh, I think it's real fun, honestly, to have he's the part of the first generation of NBA players that's actually younger than me. So I don't know. Maybe that's part of the reason I'm latching on. He's a fun, exciting rookie, but an interesting one. Darius Baisley is actually leading the league in something for Ooh. the entire league. Do you want to do you want to throw out a guess, Brady, before I before I reveal it? What's um, he leading the league? Spot in? up from the right corner. Well, that's very specific, but it's, <laughs> you're pretty close. So he's leading the league on his efficiency off of catch-and-shoot jumpers that are tightly contested. Off of off of uh, jumpers where he's just Got catching. Got a defender within three feet? Yeah. Okay. With, I think yeah. it's within six feet is how they, is how oh. they define Oof. it on this one. Ooh. But uh, when, when he's catching the ball, putting it up there, no dribble, he can go right over a guy, and he is leading the league. Uh, he's knocked down. It's it's a pretty small sample size, so don't don't read too too much into this. But he's putting up 1.6 points per possession every time he does that, and he's uh, he's knocking him down. Whether he's got a hand in his face, whether he's open, Darius Baisley has shown he's actually a legitimate shooter. And like I said in the earlier segment, now we're starting to see maybe him experiment a little bit more with trying to get some ball handling moves in, trying to create more for himself potentially in the mid range off the dribbles. So uh, the uh, Darius Baisley has an extremely high ceiling, and I'm excited yeah. to see if he can reach it. No, he hit one of those shots on Friday. Yeah. Um, he pumped fake, and the defender didn't respect him. He's like, all right. And, yeah, and then he shot it, it. Took, took it, and hit the shot. Yeah. Um, he's got all the tools to be a very versatile scorer. So, um, like you, I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, teams aren't yet quite respecting him, even though he's been knocking down his threes at a pretty consistent rate so far. They still don't really buy into that, and they're saying, well, if, he, if he's going to take that, let him have it. Uh, guys aren't always closing out on him super hard, but they're still right there. But he's been he's been knocking him down right in their face, so it really helps his uh, him being able to fit into this bench unit as an off ball player. Hopefully, later in the season we see him a little bit more on ball, maybe show off some of those passing moves that we saw in preseason handling a little bit more. But for right now, if he can keep knocking those down, he's a really solid off ball threat for the Thunder. Heck yeah, go Darius Baisley. Go Darius. Well, guys. I believe we've reached that time where people don't want to hear us on the radio anymore. Please don't play the Pelicans anymore. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, we are in luck because for the remainder of the month of December, they do not see the Pelicans again. I don't know when the next time is. Uh, But they are going to see the Pacers on Wednesday here in Oklahoma City at Chesapeake. So woohoo. You'll get to see... uh, Potentially another blowout. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, That'll be fun. But they're also going to stay at home for Friday where they host the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves right now are 10 and 9. So they're actually uh, not a team to kind of turn your nose up at. So that'll be interesting. Obviously, the Pacers are playing really well. Thunder fans have already gotten to witness that. So lots of interesting things going on. It's going to be a good week of Thunder basketball here in Oklahoma City. And they're not even going to hit the road until Sunday when they're going to go back to Portland to play the Trailblazers. So good stuff, guys. Any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here? You're all my favorite people. Aw. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Love you, bye. Beat Army. Good stuff, y'all. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Here, I'm not going to butcher it this time. To the Franchise Thunder First Take Post Game Show here on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. And we will see you guys to talk more Thunder basketball on Wednesday.